Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show as we're getting ready for the general election in two years. Uh, a lot of things happening in Georgia. Uh, Brian Kemp is going to the World Economic Forum, is going to be a speaker. Uh, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, we have Garland Favorito on the show today who's going to discuss the recent uh, update on the ballot uh, inspection case, which has been uh, reinstituted by the uh, appeals court. So we'll go into that in depth with Garland. We're brought to you by the Georgia Record, of course. We also have our dynamic duo of Sarah Thompson and Susan Oprah who are going to continue the discussion on the call uh, being issued or not so not issued so professionally uh, for the Georgia GOP convention. Before we start, I want to say that we're getting into the merch business. You know, we've been deplatformed off the big ad ad networks with Google, et cetera. So we have to make money and survive. So we have a new merch store up on armedforces.press. So all you guys who want to get gains in style in the gym, go to armedforces.press, check out the store there. We have hoodies with all kinds of cool quotes on them, all kind of athletic gear. So check it out. Please support us. There's got to be some people who are in the military or ex-military that want to look good in the gym. So go to the merch store at armedforces.press and we'll look for uh, more stores to come. I'm going to bring in Garland now from VoterGA.org. Hello, my friend. Hey there, Todd. Uh, as you can see, we're still celebrating Christmas here. And yeah. Because of that VoterGA Christmas Supreme Court victory we had. So we're still celebrating, probably celebrate for a couple more weeks. I think you're celebrating because you got married, Garland. Well, that too. That's, <laughs> that's been a, a real blessing as well. I'm just well, you, doubly you blessed look, this year. You look happy. The house is nicely decorated. I mean, you know, you're dressed nice. Your collar's buttoned. I mean, yeah. what People happened? You've been telling me that. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming on the show. We sure. had, again, some big news uh, with, you know, I want to let you go into it, but essentially the, the appellate court did what the Supreme Court told them to do, correct? Uh, yeah, uh, the, well, the appellate court has reinstated the case and they reinstated it without any, uh, briefs. So uh -huh. that means they are, uh, I don't see any other choice that they have to do, but to adopt the Supreme court order, uh, mm -hmm. and kick the case back to the, uh, superior court. So in case some of their folks out there are not familiar with this case, the, um, we uh, had been denied access to the ballots because of uh, what the, the judge claimed was a particularized injury, and we didn't have one. He said we didn't have standing. And we argued, I've been saying for years, you know, Todd, that we really did have standing. Mm -hmm. and a lot of folks didn't believe me. I know you did, but uh, uh, there was a lot of our friends out there that just didn't really uh, – you know, believe me, they thought that when the court makes a decision, the court makes a decision. Right. But in reality, what I, we've been saying for the last year is that that decision violated all of the precedents in the history of the state of Georgia since it, it, the state was um, uh, established in 1788, as well as all the U.S. Supreme Court precedents that say, you know, your right to have your vote count is as equally as open to protect protection as your right to put a ballot in the ballot box. The Supreme Court has explicitly stated you have a right to uh, protect yourself against ballot box stuffing. So uh, that's exactly what our case was. So the Supreme Court uh, basically uh, ruled in, in, in that citizens, residents, taxpayers, and voters, they extended to voters, have standing to sue a government official 
when they violate the law or a government agency. And that sounds like common sense to most people uh, in Georgia, but uh, it wasn't common sense to the Superior Court judge. So uh, that uh, we were able to win that case in the Georgia Supreme Court uh, and to kick it back uh, to the lower court. And hopefully we'll then uh, get to discovery when we can see how many counterfeit ballots were in the 2020 Fulton County election results. So what's the logistics of that? I mean, we, we got all the way up to the point where Amero was about to order the ballots to be inspected. You were actually setting up the rooms where it was going to be done, negotiating with Fulton County, all of that. Does that all have to be redone? I mean, what, how does that work? Well, do we, st we still have their existing inspection plan on file. Uh, it's it's actually it's up on the legal tab of voterj.org, and uh, the Fulton County had almost no objection to it, uh, so uh, there was really uh, nothing to prevent that plan from from going forward. So um, we'll just we'll see, you know, I'm sure we'll probably look at it to see if we need to modify it. Yeah, uh, but. Um, we, in fact, the judge uh, Merrill had even actually ordered an unsealing of the ballots. Yeah. Before he then more or less uh, kind of reversed himself by claiming that we didn't have standing. After Fulton County uh, actually used our tax money to hire criminal defense attorneys just to prevent us from looking at the ballots. Yeah. That have you just, seen any? Have you seen any more activity like that? Uh, from is there any been any rumblings from Fulton that they're preparing to you know relitigate all this or what do you think? I don't see. There doesn't seem to me to be much of anything that they can do at this mm -hmm. point. Um, they've run out of arguments and excuses, uh, and I think you know maybe the even the court has. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, it, the time has come to open discovery of the case, and this is just discovery. Yeah, uh, it's not, uh, it, you know, it's just a way in the, to and allow us to collect evidence. All these cases about the 2020 election that courts have refused to even listen to, they won't even allow discovery to be able to collect the evidence that we need to prove the uh, fraud, errors, and irregularities in the 2020 election. So um, I, I don't see how they can um, keep keep stalling anymore. Yeah. It, it just seems like it's got to come has to pa come to pass now. So I guess now the question is what what's behind door number one and what's actually in the warehouse? Uh, are the ballots still there? Have they been manipulated? I mean, how will you tell? Right. Yeah, I mean, they've well, had two years to redo all these. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, the, 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 you know, we don't know if they're still there. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be there. The 24-month retention period uh, was up mm -hmm. at the, um, I guess it would have been around December 1st or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, they then could go through a process to where they take the ballots to the grand jury. Grand jury then uh, allows them to be destroyed. Hmm. I uh, don't think that that has happened at this time. We have gotten a motion to preserve. So we've already had a motion to preserve in the Superior Court. Uh, mm -hmm. While we had it under appeal, the judge said he didn't have jurisdiction because it was under appeal. We went to this appeals court with the order. 
they said it was the judge's jurisdiction. So they were, point, they were pointing figures at each other. Uh, meanwhile, we sent a spoliation letter to Fulton County about the ballots to <clears throat> explain their subject to the court a court case. And um, uh, it would be, uh, I, you know, if, if the ballots ended up being destroyed, I think that you'd have to consider that the courts would be uh, in uh, a, a criminal accomplishment, accomplice to the case yeah. at that point in time. So, uh, but as far as we know, they still exist. So what does this mean for future elections? So if there's a problem, then all these lawsuits that were filed and kicked out for standing would have at least been allowed to go forward on maybe not on other grounds, but on that ground, right? Right. That's right, Todd. I think that's the significance of it. Uh, we shouldn't have this problem again in Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, it, they, I don't think any of the judges are going to buck such an obvious, clear, precise, blatant Georgia Supreme Court order as to what we got. Mm -hmm. they, they laid it out very, very clearly that citizens, residents, taxpayers, and voters are uh, uh, state community stakeholders was the term they used, and therefore they have standing to enforce a public duty. Yeah, um, it, it's it's really just common sense. It's what we've known all along. Um, right. And uh, you know the you know the judge had to know what he was doing when he right. dismissed that case unjustly. So the question is, a lot of people have talked that, you know, the cabal, for a lack of a better word, is always one step ahead with their plans. I mean, so, you know, okay, they're going to let you see the ballots, but now we're going to, you know, use the machines, or now we're going to put the, you know, voter registration in the cloud and manipulate, you know, things that way. I mean, tell, update us on that. What's the situation now that Brian Kemp is going to speak at the World Economic Forum, which is highly absurd because this is a tyrannical group that's trying to control and depopulate humanity essentially so now that he's doing that and what's his name I, the head of salesforce is a big part of the wef and right. raffensberger is putting the what, what's the status of him giving the voter registration rolls in georgia to salesforce well uh they mark benioff of course is the yeah. ceo of Salesforce. He is on the board of the World Economic Forum, which mm -hmm. was um, uh, founded by uh, Klaus Schwab and funded mm -hmm. by George Soros. Um, Ravensburger is attempting to outsource that data. Uh, we have um, sued to try to prevent that from happening in Georgia. Uh, that's a system called Jarvis. But he's also already um, outsourced it to Eric, mm -hmm. which is another issue. Yeah. And then that our data is, uh, we found out our data is actually uh, appears to be also be on the Connex servers. Yeah. There is a lot of issues where our voter registration data has gotten out to third parties, and some of that is 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 private. Um, so it's clearly in violation of Georgia law, which the General Authority, Assembly never gave him that authority. Um, so we have sued. Uh, we have not had a hearing on that case yet, but we're going to have, I think, one or two big announcements uh, right around the end of the month. Hmm. Um, so on that particular case. So um, stay tuned for that. And we okay. were working diligently on that case as well as, as all the, as the others as well. So 
what about the machines in Georgia? What is the status? Uh, you know, I've always wondered, we've had a lot of counties that tried to go paper ballots and they were threatened and cajoled by county attorneys and all of this. But do the counties, jurisdictions in Georgia have the authority to only use paper ballots like they are doing in some other states? Well, right. There's two statutes, Todd, OCGA 212334 mm -hmm. and OCGA 212366. Uh, 334 gives the uh, state election boards, or county election boards, excuse me, uh, almost carte blanche authority uh, to implement uh, the systems that they believe protect the rights of citizens. And uh, 366, if it gives the county commissioners a similar authority uh, to to do what they think is is best, and the uh, the the there's a basically the only exception to that is that they can't go out and buy a completely different system, mm -hmm. but they don't have any uh, obligation to use the system, and. And the governor and the secretary of state and the state election board have admitted in court in 2018 in the Pearson v. Kemp case that uh, they have no authority over county elections. Hmm. So they have admitted it, but then the counties keep trying to say that they have to do what the secretary of state says, and that's just a bunch of hogwash. So talk to me about Eric. I mean, we've dealt with this in other states like in Florida where we're involved. And it seems that Eric is not doing anything to scrub the voter rolls. In fact, it's just the opposite. Why has it, well, let me, because I don't know the history. Has, has your group gone after the legislature to get rid of Eric? Or has well, there been a not, campaign? Not yet, not yet. Uh, technically, technically, Eric is against the law. Yeah. So the legislatures, uh, the legislators will say, um, well, um, you know, there's already law against it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to try to see what we need to do there. But I really, I think that it comes down to enforcing the law. Yeah. We didn't even have that on our legislative priorities because it's already against the law. Mm -hmm. I mean, the legislature is pretty clear. We cite the statutes in our case that's up on voterj.org legal tab uh the statutes that say that the general the general assembly uh only grant authority to secretary of state to keep the system in house not to export it uh to any third party vendors the law is pretty clear on that so i'm um, you know we haven't really pursued this with the legislators but i expect them to say hey we already outlawed this um, so do you, do you have a case to try to get rid of, or you're going to build a case to try to get rid of Eric in Georgia or to try to get the law enforced? Well, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, that's, that's part of our lawsuit that we, you know, we're going to be announcing a few things in the next couple okay. of weeks gotcha. Gotcha. to, uh, to try to beef that lawsuit up, mm -hmm. make it more, uh, aggressive, uh, to any type of outsourcing of voter registration data. So talk to me, there's been some uh, changes in the legislative rules in the, uh, you know, the Georgia legislature where they've reduced transparency and prevented open records requests with their interactions with third parties. Do you know anything about that? 
Not really. Is that from the previous years or just? No, I, it was just recently, I understand. Just in the no. last week. Yeah. Um, I am not familiar with that particular um, okay. Okay, item. No we have, we've been working on our legislative uh, priorities, but I haven't um, okay. I'm familiar with that. However, if we got something on that, I'd love to look at it. Yeah, we'll send you something. So anything else, Garland, you think our people should know and, and keep their head up and fight at the local level in Georgia? Well, I, I think that we have been victimized by what I believe to be with this uh, this uh, ruling that we, unjust ruling that we had. Mm -hmm. I, co I consider it to be one of the greatest voting rights violations in the history of Georgia. Mm -hmm. Because where, where, imagine, I cannot, I can't think of another example anywhere uh, maybe one or two, where there's been obvious evidence of election foul play, mm -hmm. uh, criminal activity, in fact, and had the government officials, we've had the Secretary of State, the Fulton County, and even the lower courts uh, basically protect the criminals. Yeah. It, I mean, we're, we're looking at criminal activity here, or Fulton County wouldn't have hired criminal defense attorneys to defend themselves. So, so I I, I feel like we have been victimized uh, by a tremendous voting rights violation, and hopefully we're going to rectify that. It took a while, and I'm I'm hoping that this will be it's not only be an example for our folks, our volunteers here in other counties, but also for um, it really it's it's a national precedent you know everybody around the country has been fighting this precedent claim that you don't have standing mm -hmm. and I think that we've blown that up for the benefit of everybody around the country now we they can reference the Georgia Supreme Court mm -hmm. uh, showing that yes you do have standing it's a common sense ruling and it's not required to be used in another state because you know each state uh, has its own unique right uh, requirements and and uh, upholding of the constitution you know they can they can time place and manner but uh they can uh use that and reference it and in cases uh that come up again and i'm hoping we can put this whole standing issue to bed once and for all now that would be good so tell us how people can help the uh voter ga uh well thanks todd it's uh voterj.org we've got all the evidence up there everything we've talked about today is up on the legal tab and the events tab you can find all of our press conferences and and legal briefs and upcoming things but um the we are a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization 501c3 tax deductible donations and most importantly i don't take a salary i'm a volunteer and you know we are all, all, we have no paid employees so the money will go straight to legal fees and expenses and as we say to people across the country, uh, by the way, we're being syndicated on Conservative Daily and Caravan to Midnight's network. They have about 8 million followers. So people that uh, want to help uh, across the nation, this is the tip of the spear, as Garland just said. You can help Voter GA. And uh, like he said, the case is going to be precedent uh, for around the country for standing. So thank you very much, Garland, for coming on. I'll have you back soon. Thank you, Todd. Always a pleasure to be with you. Take care. Before we get to our other guests, uh, I want to uh, just reiterate our sponsor, MyPillow. Christmas is over, but the Christmas sales at MyPillow are continuing. He's got massive discounts. Use promo code CDM and get the best discounts available. I have 
Uh, I can personally vouch for the mattress toppers and the sheets and then the comforters. They're fantastic. I call it my sleep system. So go and use promo code CDM and get the best discounts and and and, and fill that uh, bride's uh, registry or whatever you need to do. I'm going to bring on now Susan and Sarah Thompson, who are friends of the show. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having Absolutely. So you guys are really rocking it as far as this call for the convention is concerned. So who wants to go first? Uh, well, who, who, I'll step in, I think. And okay. um, we are certainly trying. And that's the great news we have to share. We've gotten great response for our Go Reclaim Georgia site, which is educational. We're trying to get people to really understand what's about to happen and the significance of it, because mm -hmm. we're building up the teams that will really be involved with the presidential election. So wow. if we don't get it now, right now, that's what we're going to be left with. And we're wow. very, the, the party is very short on a team. So Sarah and I are just trying to do the best we can to pick up the slack. And um, it's, we're doing this, of course, because as the days go by, we've shared with you a little bit about what we're experiencing, the pushback in the party, but we're observing just more and more um, authoritarian conduct, mm -hmm. which um, we just need to swiftly correct in order to get the broad participation that our nation's founders and our party is um, principle to have. I mean, we're structured that way. We're just not taking advantage of it. And the party isn't helping us take advantage. Well, of it. Give us some examples of that, because you had like out on, we know your history where in Fulton County in the last election, and then uh, in South Dakota, they literally try, and I don't know how the vote went yesterday, but did they change the bylaws and prevent precinct uh, committee members from actually voting in for party members? Do you know how that was resolved? I, I don't know about Sarah, do you know that? I don't know that. I just know what we're dealing with and how they're the, in terms of, a, are you asking in terms of authority? Well, yeah, tell, tell us, give us some examples for the audience of how the Georgia GOP is Sure. Blocking you and sure. Like that. sure, gladly. So first and foremost, we touched on it briefly last time, but it, we continue to now be 29 days away and counting from mm -hmm. filling up our Super Bowl team, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And this is the Fulton County website that mm -hmm. you can see coming soon. Yeah. So if you're planning one of the most um, important events of the day or your party in the next two years. And you're 29 days out. I'd say you're woefully not, you know, inadequate, not being, right. you know, getting people involved. So they don't want people to come to the convention. They exactly. want people to know about so it. Yeah. One of the ways, also, we they were supposed to form a county committee in mm -hmm. all the counties across the state, and the committee would get together and help plan the convention. So in Fulton County, I'm part of that committee that was supposed to be planning. I still, last time we spoke, I hadn't been invited and neither mm -hmm. had other house district people. We still have not. Now they have presented a plan to the state without our participation. So what does that mean? If we don't participate, we don't get to know or even speak on the topic of, let's say, delegate um, allocations, how many mm -hmm. delegates we want to represent us in our precincts and we don't get to speak on the locations. Are they going to be large enough to accommodate all the inset of new people we're bringing? So I frankly suspect because of history that we may get to these locations that are nice and small and can accommodate the influx of people that we're bringing in. We are, yeah. we are to be able to speak on those issues and we've been not allowed to. And, wow. and um, so that in itself is this authoritarian structure that we're talking about. Sarah, gotcha. you, 
talk. Go ahead, Sarah. What do you have to add to that? Oh, absolutely. by the way, we had a guest drop out, so we have plenty of time. So okay. <laughs> well, you know, we have a representative system and authoritarian is where you subvert the representative system and do whatever you really want to do to establish to to accomplish your private or small group goals. Um, or maybe the goals that have been given to you by I don't know, David mm -hmm. Schaefer, your district mm -hmm. chairman, somebody, maybe Rona. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, who knows where this is coming from? But we do know when we are being subverted. And that's mm -hmm. that's typical authoritarianism and suppression of basic democratic principles in a society. And we have it woven from the very beginning, how it's supposed to be. We have a great party structure. It's just being subverted. And the people mm -hmm. themselves, even people in the structure are being subverted. So I think, you know, Susan did a great job really defining you can look up authoritarianism right in the dictionary and it's like mm -hmm. check 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 gop georgia mm -hmm. well, so for instance, go in, ahead yeah go ahead for, susan for instance in fulton county what our records have been able to reflect again keeping in mind we don't get a precinct chair is we are to get the the number of allocations or spaces in our precinct to fill we yes. don't get any of this even though i'm a precinct chair so we're trying to um, gather this information the best way we know how. But the last I, the last information I got this week is we're a hundred precinct chairs short in Fulton County. That's just Fulton County, a hundred yeah. precinct chairs, and um, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. So of the positions are just not filled, is what you're saying? They're not filled. So a hundred. Yeah. Are those openings on the website? Like, can you go onto Georgia TOP and see openings for precinct chair and district? Blah blah blah. No. no, there's no transparency. I mean, we don't like, as I said, the people that have been voted in to be the precinct chairs mm -hmm. don't even get the information in Fulton County. Or I should say it's selective. You'll yeah. find some that have it. If you're part of the club, the yeah. people that I work with, none of them got it. So, we have the same thing in Miami-Dade where they took down the openings that were available. Mm -hmm. And then they, when the openings come open, they they run and get their own candidates before anybody else knows about the openings. Well, and it's fascinating. Not yeah, exactly. In Fulton yeah. County, we were supposed to be in conversation and talk about the allocation of how many we have per votes of the presidential election and mm -hmm. whether, you know, it's, there's this formula on that, but the, the, the issue is we don't talk about it. So yeah. they come back, the select elite few come back and they determine what allocation they want to use, which leaves us short of people that grassroots people would use a different allocation mm -hmm. and want more grassroots representation not less and so Susan, there, there was an uh, issue um, i'm sorry no, there was an no. issue with being able to know going into the precinct caucuses how many slots that you have there's even a little problem there like who i mean is it 50 is it 20 how many people do we need to bring out i know my precinct i need to bring out 51 well that takes some work so you have to know and, and we didn't i mean i know in chatham 2021 people didn't know how many they had until they showed up because yeah. they didn't give that. So that's some of the problem, too. And it's even a little bit off. Susan, um, there's a guy, well, the, um, the gentleman who did an analysis of the, the numbers, and there might be a plus one. Well, if you strip a plus one at times 442, that's a lot of le lot less delegates in Fulton County. So it, it really matters. So that's that was a good discovery this week, I think. But we couldn't do anything about it because yeah. we were not invited to the county um, planning commission or county planning group for the convention, but somehow the plan got from what we'll see got accepted at the state level without any of us who yeah. would have had impact and something to say about that calculation. 
additionally, if you don't know how many people you have to fill those slots, how do you find a venue? Do I have yeah. a if I'm looking for a venue for 100 people, well, I would. I suspect that I would want a larger venue than the people that just chose the venue, the location. Yeah. So I will yeah. not get all surprised if we get there and we don't have enough seating or enough. I mean, we'll right. see. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. So here we are. We're 2023, and you know, we're in another election cycle. We know all the shenanigans that have gone on. People are somewhat you know, discouraged, but, uh, you know, I see a lot of positive things happening in the house, uh, you know, with Biden getting, you know, his problems with his classified documents. There's a lot happening uh, that I see as optimistic, but I think people you know, still need to be motivated and engaged and fight peacefully for the Republic. So tell us the top three things that people should do right now. Um, oh, you know, it's so amazing. I'm glad you said three because I made a list before this call and it's oh, okay. the step, three we, steps. If it's <laughs> ten or whatever it is, just tell us what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, step one, you want to contact your party and get your meeting details, the date, time and location. You can reach your county GOP by going to social media and looking them up. Or you can go to GAGOP.org site and go to your county and send an email message to your county chairman. The second thing you want to do is maybe simultaneously confirm what voting precinct that you live in. Um, you can go to mvp.sos.ga.gov and then start inviting all your friends. You want way more than the number of delegates that you calculate by taking your number, divide by 50 from the presidential for your for your precinct. You may want to have um, at your, um, I'm sorry, the you also want to go to your church groups. You want to go to civic and business networks, your neighbors. We have all of these tools on goreclaimga.org to help mm -hmm. you. We even have a printable postcard being uploaded. So you can print out that postcard and take it around with a little QR code to our website. So that's going to be um, a very helpful tool. It, this is hands-on stuff. You know, the, right. we're not doing mass distributions and saying, come out and having some billionaire text you. This is about local level and something very important, and this is all part of step three, show up because you are a sovereign and impenetrable unit. So nobody can penetrate into the caucus. You can't have the chairman poke his head in and say, you guys need to make so and so, you know, so and so your chairman. They need to get out because you guys have a work to do. And the two things that you guys have to do per the rules, you have to get your precinct committee established. You need a chairman and a secretary for starters, because they need to be making sure all those paper, all the papers are filled out precisely. Um, and the two sheets of paper are establishing your committee, which will work for the next two years, as Susan said, for, for 2024. And that needs, you know, the three top officers, chairman, vice and secretary, but you get the chairman and secretary first. And then you and encourage everybody to add on to that sheet. So you have a big team to work. Three people cannot do the job for one precinct. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, every single page needs to be signed and initialed and approved by those people. So that's a little a little trick because it could impact the, the validity of the sheet. So every single page, because it needs to have a completion so they don't add. There's a this happened in Chatham. They were adding after caucuses. It was it was scary stuff. So delegates, the delegate forms are the very same kind of thing. So you if you figure out how many slots you make primary and then alternate delegates if you have extra people and every single page needs to be certified. The secretary needs to take a screenshot or scan of all of those sheets 
and she needs to be prepared right after caucuses to send a message establishing a communication network for each caucus. So she mm -hmm. needs, she or she needs to be prepared to do that as soon as possible. Don't wait for the county to remit those sheets back to you. That's relinquishing power. Don't do that. You guys are a sovereign and impenetrable unit with the right to run yourselves. So imagine the visual is, you know, you have a unit of map. You guys are going to position yourselves all around the perimeter of that mm. precinct. You're just defending it for your values mm. and starting in the caucus level. So we need all kinds of soldiers and patriots defending. Um, regarding, um, I had an idea for caucuses that might be kind mm -hmm. of fun. You know, when you're sitting around the table, at first you might not know some of your neighbors. You might not know some of the people. Well, you know, propose saying, let's have an icebreaker. Why don't you share your name? Share mm -hmm. what makes you conservative and then maybe why you love the Constitution. And then you, when you're voting, you know a little bit more about that and give people a chance to have a voice in the caucus start from, from the very beginning. Um, so if I can so, Mm -hmm. Are you finished with your thoughts, Sarah? I think I think I did the top three. Contact, find your precinct, show up. <laughs> That's so, those are the three. Yes. I'd like to speak to that um too. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I think my three would be one, put February eleventh on your calendar oh. at ten o'clock. And two, go to go reclaimgeorgia.org because a lot of what we're saying and a lot of the details that Sarah just I was going to ask you that. Where is the go-to place? Because people hear this, they miss things. It, it's yeah. so much, but it's, it's so you need to go someplace. So mm -hmm. go reclaimga.org has all this information. And, and three, I want to know that they are empowered, that this is, they're putting up this, it's their precinct, it's their neighborhood voting area. It belongs to them. And really, no one can take that away from them. They have Those are the people, the only people that can represent that voting precinct are the mm -hmm. ones that live in that voting precinct. So number three would be just empower yourself, know, be confident that you walk into this maybe big room, may not be big room, go to the, know your number. That would have, you have to know, go, and we show you how to do that on our site. Know your precinct number. And that's where all your friends and your neighborhood meet and you get together as a voting precinct, a neighborhood and empower yourselves. It's your precinct. It's your, you know, parameters that you need to protect because if the video, you don't, you won't be represented. Yeah. In the video too, Susan, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Great. Right. Well, right. We've, we've got a great video out. It just got released after we saw you last Um mm -hmm. Todd, and it um, kind of breaks it all down. It walks you through it. So that would be really be an action step. Go visit the site, listen to the precinct video that we just did, and I think it'll help people understand a lot. People need to understand too that you know these big tech platforms are against you. So you're talking about you know communications. You need to set up networks away from Facebook and Google because even just the emails on Google, you need to get off Gmail because they're blocking those. You know, so you need to really work on getting comms networks that are not, you know, able to be defeated um, in this whole cycle. Well, that's part of, I think, what Sarah touched on a little bit. Now, the, the GOP is supposed to have this all tracked, but we can't, 
we don't, they can track it if they want to, but we need to, your precinct needs to track itself. Yeah. Take a yeah. photograph, know who you're talking to, connect before you walk out of that room and have all that information uh, for yourselves. Because again, a big indicator to me is, and we, we touched on this a little bit before, who plans, let, let's say whether from a corporate world, if I'm planning a corporate event, a huge corporate event that happens once every two years, and I'm 29 days out and it's not on my website yet, mm -hmm. and, we're not meeting. I mean, how successful is that event going to be? Yeah, sure, of course. Wedding. So are they really working with us for broad participation as they state? There's a cognitive dissonance there. Yeah. They say one thing and their actions speak louder than it's what they're lying. But... Well, well, right. And maybe we should just go ahead and mention, I know I've, um, I've forwarded the ORRs to yeah. some media that um, we have word from the Secretary of State, open records request that you know, we asked, like, when did the party file the rules and regulations for the convention into mm -hmm. the Secretary of State's office? It's a very basic question because it's right there that we, you know, you have party rules that guide party affairs, which are the party rules, obviously. And then you have the rules and regulations that govern the convention, which is the primary election. It's right there in black and white. Mm -hmm. And we asked the Secretary of State, when did Chairman Schaefer file it? into the office in the public officer responsible for overseeing the parties because it's under election code is Raffensperger. And mm -hmm. we asked them when, and it says right there, well, that's when they file it. It's like when you file your driver's license application changer, that's mm -hmm. when the convention rules go into effect. It's so obvious. And that's what triggers this, you know, so what if David Schaefer walks up, wakes up and decides he doesn't want convention? Well, he can't decide that because, or, or the Democrat, um, chairman of the state. They can't decide not to do this because we yeah. are a republic and we are representative. So that is um, that is definitely something we're looking into. And it, and it really does explain to me and, um, mm -hmm. and others why we're not hearing about this in Pierce County and Fulton County and Chatham County and from the state level. I mean, we have the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We've got CD Media. We've got Georgia mm -hmm. Record. Why are we having to pull this so hard? And I mean, Todd, if it weren't for patriots like you, Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, goodness, I don't know what we would do. We need we need the word to get out. Well, yeah. we first got the call, the call word out by you, Todd, not by the party. <laughs> Yeah. People need to understand that. As I said, we're going into the Super Bowl and our party doesn't have all its team players and they're not even set yeah. up. Or, so we're doing the best we can and people have to understand they have to fill up their team in their neighborhood or when and then we're not going to wonder why we didn't win the presidential. I mean, how are we going to win a presidential race if nobody on the team is? Well, everybody's looking at the presidential race. You got yes. Kemp talking about, I'm not going to be underestimated, you know, while I'm going to the World Economic Forum and I'm going to be, you know, palling around with Klaus Schwab and, you know, all these wackos. I yeah. mean, and then so they're all looking for this. So this is all, you're right. It's all preparing for two years from now. Right now. So, we're, this, yeah. is the, this is the team that's going to yeah. do it. This yeah. team is going to organize the door knocking and everything else. And, and um, they don't even, 29 days out, they don't even have it on their website yet. So yeah. this is you know, I, have, I have an idea too. You know, um, so my mom, my family lives in Colorado and Colorado mm -hmm. has a huge project going on. And my mom is getting calls from the 
equivalent to go reclaim Georgia, Colorado, because mm-hmm. they're going into their convention season mm-hmm. and they have a lot of funding behind the communication down to the Patriot level. My mother is a Patriot in Colorado Springs and she sent me the, the voice message from that team. So mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to throw that out there. If there is a big corporate um, person who, who, or maybe a big donor who wants to help go reclaim Georgia, even really anonymously, touch, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, touch touch people like us, you know, in our counties across Georgia. We have time. We have a few more weeks, and we can get the data to go to send those text messages to the Patriots and say, if you're a big county, please go February 11th. Even if you have to stand outside in a circle with exactly. your neighbors, do it. And then the and then the little counties will be March 11th. So I'm going to throw that out there as a challenge to Georgia Patriots to contact yeah. us and we can make that happen and we can start with your county. And as you said, Todd, it's important to know that it can be anonymous. I mean, in the day we mm-hmm. live, that may very well be the case. So Sure, of course. So George, go reclaim Georgia.org was it, or is it .com? It's both, but it's okay. PA. It's 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 any of them. It should direct you, but it's uh, okay. go reclaim ga Okay, excellent. Well, you guys are welcome to come on through the February 11th and talk about it every Sunday. So if you want to come back on next week, let me know. Thank you so much for all the information. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. So we're very committed to making the Georgia record the record, you know, the, the, the paper of record in Georgia. And so uh, I think if, if you go to the site, georgiarecord.com, you'll see a lot of changes. There's more coming. Uh, we have uh, landing pages and setups for all the different major political areas in Georgia. We're very much looking for content, uh, very much looking for tips and, you know, experiences of how you're, you know, how it's going in your county. So there's an email address on there. You can contact us. And so uh, thank you for being on the Georgia 2024 show today, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care.